0: You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between exercise and positive mental health. And our big mission, is to help 10,000 women develop fitter minds and bodies in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to episode number 26 of the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast. In this episode, we speak to my good friend, Colin Smith, and he will share with you why he thinks running gives you more bang for your buck. Enjoy. Okay, today we have a very special interview with my good friend, Colin Smith. Not only that, you might notice this sound is a little different. I'm not in my office, I'm actually at Colin's house and we've brought along a special mic to have this uh, this interview so Colin welcome along to fit mind fit body thank you Michelle I only had to badger him a little bit to turn up today (laughs) because he's quite shy and um, he doesn't think he's worth interviewing but I'm sure that you will find out just like I already know that he's most definitely got a lot to share and his story is quite inspirational so he's also um, drinking a glass of wine which he told me not to tell you but I think it's important to note that even as a runner, it's quite okay to have a glass of wine every now and then. <laughs> Thank you. So Colin, tell me, where are you from? Like, people probably haven't heard your accent yet, but you don't sound Australian.
1: No, that's true. I was born in uh, Nova Scotia, Canada, a little town called Beaver Bank. Oh, that's, um, that's
0: such a cute name.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. So um, lived there. Most of my um, childhood years yeah. until um, after univer- my first stint at university, I moved to the west coast of Canada uh, to follow some adventure. Ah. Um, and it was in Vancouver for um, 10 years. Yeah.
0: Uh, and that's where I met my wife, Susan. And she's not Canadian, though. Is no, she? she's from Melbourne. Ah, so she dragged you back here um <laughs> we
1: that's that's a long story <laughs> so um we we met in canada susan was on a working holiday yeah. uh, at whistler a ski ski resort mm-hmm. and um once that her time there finished we i came to australia on a working holiday and yeah. then we decided to get married mm-hmm. um And we went back to Canada after that time for five years. Oh, there you go. And we lived in Vancouver for five years while I um, did my formal university Mm -hmm. for land surveying. Uh And then Susan obtained her Canadian citizenship. And then we basically, a couple days later, moved to Australia. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's a long story, but we ended up in Tasmania. We had our honeymoon here. So we were huh. married in Melbourne.
0: That's so we crazy. were married in
1: Melbourne and then moved to Canada for five years. So
0: And then uh and so you got married in Melbourne, had your honeymoon in Tasmania, went back to Canada and Correct. then then eventually And then we here.
1: decided mm. uh to move back closer to Susan's mm. family. Yeah. And we um as you know, we know, uh, know a know uh gentleman, another another uh, surveyor, Lance mm. surveyor mm. who mm is from here and he suggested we should consider coming here and his company offered me a job and the rest is history I guess you'd say.
0: And so how long ago was that that you moved That was
1: 2006 we moved to Australia.
0: So a little while ago. Yes, 15
1: Mm. years now. Time certainly does fly.
0: Now something that um, that interested me that you said was that you went, I think you said west, I'm not very good with um, geography in Canada. But and that was for adventure, though. So what what kind of adventure were you after? Well, we, um,
1: I went to university the first stint and did some uh, business administration. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided that probably at that point in time, my life wasn't what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I met a, a, a gentleman. I played rugby with at university. Mm-hmm. Him and uh, his girlfriend were going to Whistler. I'd yeah. uh, never heard of Whistler, uh, but he was suggesting that it was a ski resort. i uh, had been there before mm-hmm. on a summer uh, stint, and he, sp- I said, well, sounds great. Let's go. So we ended up there uh, skiing in the winter and, and mountain biking and uh, fishing and hiking wow. in the summer. So it that was a very amazing. good... Uh, lifestyle uh, for a few years.
0: Yeah. Wow, hmm. that sounds awesome. Did you see any bears? Oh, we saw lots of bears. <laughs> Probably yeah. like uh, overseas people saying, have you seen any kangaroos?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we, we saw a lot of bears. And moose? In the summer I would work um, as a land surveyor mm-hmm. um, with a company in Whistler and then in the winter, when, once the snow started to pile up, the yeah. surveying work would Uh, sort of dry up for the winter, and I'd go work on the ski hill. And uh, so it was sort of switching jobs every year. Wow. And in the summer, um, we had lots of jobs in the valley, and the bears would come out of hibernation. Um, And we we were doing a few of the new golf courses, um, and that's the prime bear habitat, unfortunately for the bears. And um, we'd see 10 bears a day. Oh, wow. But black bears, not of course, not grizzly bears. If you saw a grizzly bear, you're obviously in trouble. So. <laughs>
0: and are you in the wrong place as well? Then I don't know. A grizzly bears also in Canada. Oh yes, grizzly yeah,
1: bears are yeah. all through the Rockies. I don't yeah,
0: know these things.
1: <laughs> yeah, more, they range from the yeah. rock, all the way through the Rockies. Yeah. Uh, but they're yeah, the generally solitaire, and they, yeah. stay, they, they stay away from here. Okay. they also mm-hmm. are predators of the black bear so oh. uh, if you see a black bear obviously you probably are pretty safe that you won't see a grizzly bear because black bears will vacate the grizzly bear territory huh.
0: I did not know that who knew you could listen to a podcast about running and find out so much cool stuff about bears
1: see, awesome. maybe I do have something see? interesting to say <laughs> did you
0: it's amazing alright so you're now in Tasmania uh, with your lovely wife Susan. Yes. And you have a few kids, I noticed, here at yes. your house. Yep. Tell we've us got, about your kids. Yeah,
1: we've got uh, Cara is our eldest. Mm-hmm. Um, she was born in Canada, so when we uh, in two thousand five, mm-hmm. um she's sixteen, so when we we moved to Australia we had Kara and two backpacks. Wow. <laughs> and we, we had a few things coming by see mm-hmm. uh, but there was just the three of us um, mm-hmm. our middle daughter McKenna she's mm-hmm. um, turning uh, 14 this year wow. uh, so in a month or so um, so she was born here and our youngest Sierra is 11 and she obviously was born here as well so a house full of girls house full of girls mm-hmm. and uh, it's just the cat and I <laughs> go to boy From cat boy cat
0: <laughs> uh, I didn't even know that so, um, going back, what was exercise, or what kind of sport did you do as a child? Was that a, a part of your childhood? Um, we we lived in
1: a, I would call it a semi-rural mm-hmm. uh, area. Um, we were in a br- fairly new subdivision at the time we moved there. There would probably been, uh, in our friendship group, we would ha- I think we had about a dozen kids in the neighborhood within, mm-hmm. A two or three year span, so, and w- there were other subdivisions uh, around the area. So we would all get together and play. Uh, if it was the summer, we'd we'd get together and, and play summer sport like uh, baseball, uh, a little bit of soccer. Um, those type of team mm-hmm. North American team sports. Yeah, uh, and in the winter we'd play ice hockey on the skate uh, mm-hmm. or on the on the lake. And most of the um, most of the young boys that I grew up with played ice hockey, like mm. formal ice hockey, and I did that from the age of 8 to about uh, 18. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I played a lot of team sport.
0: So ice hockey seems a bit dangerous. When I've watched it I have not seen it in person, just watching it on the telly or in movies and things it's, It, it's, is it a
1: it's a contact sport, so mm. there definitely is risk um, when you're a child. Obviously you mm have a lot more resilience than you do when you're older, but um, it's no, I wouldn't say it's any more dangerous than any other contact sport. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the kids my age that played ice hockey, of course now women's ice hockey is quite a big thing, Mm -hmm. especially in Canada, which is fantastic. Um, So um, a lot of the guys that I played ice hockey with I was a late comer to ice hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, some of them started skating when they were two years old, whereas okay. I didn't really start skating until maybe mm-hmm. I was six or seven. So
0: Canada feels like a people, I guess, a little bit like Tassie in that the people generally feel like they're outdoorsy kind of people, like people who want to get out and explore
1: Oh, Absolutely, be mountains. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Given the climate, um, yeah. we certainly do try and do as much winter winter time activity as we mm. can but there's only obviously so much you can do especially with temperatures and mm, it's freezing whatnot. sometimes um, isn't it so once once summer go comes around most Canadians go a bit crazy so <laughs> Let <me> as out. <laughs> far as getting outside and doing uh, camping yeah. fishing all those things that you can't do mm. when it, when there's the lakes are frozen and there's ice and snow and
0: I know as a child, my, um, my uncle and his family were in Canada for a couple of years, the Australian government sent them there. I can't remember which city they were in, but I was always fascinated by their story of in the middle of winter, they never went outside, and I was, how do you go to the supermarket? You know, and so they said they just got in the car, which was in the garage, which was attached to the house, you didn't have to go outside to get in the car. Then they drove to the supermarket, and that again was like underground parking or something. And so they never actually, or any kind of shop actually, they could just, you know, do underground parking, and they never had to go outside. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs>
1: that certainly is is um, a reality yeah. for a lot of parts of Canada. I, I grew up on the near the ocean, so it was a lot Bit more Milder. milder. Mm. It was still colder than it is now, mm. um, but. It wasn't as, as as extreme as a, a say a Saskatchewan or mm. a Manitoba or Alberta or even farther north so oh. mm. <laughs> Very cold.
0: We think Tezy's cold <laughs> yeah like, that's right It's <laughs> all always, relative Always fascinated like when I look at say running magazines I'm running and I see people in those you know running through the snow and things like that and then in the middle of our winter I often think I really should look up Canadian running winter clothes because I'm so cold (laughs) but yeah there still seems to be you know a hardened core of Canadians that get out and and run through all of that what seems impossible to people like us
1: that's that's right I I look back on some when I used to run and and not a lot when I was to be honest when I lived in Canada in the winter but Mm. every now and then you get a bit stir crazy you want to do some exercise you go out for a run, and uh, looking back on at it now, it almost seems like a, a different life, like someone yeah. else's life, because you, I have become acclimatized here, and and mm. I do find it cold going out on those cold mornings for runs here in the winter.
0: So it's probably uh, nothing though compared to you know going out no, and running in the but minus it's a, ten or something.
1: Yeah, it's a different type of cold too mm. though. Uh, You know, minus 10 is a drier cold where you can layer Mm. up and you don't Mm. feel it as much as that cold that's right around the freezing mark. I mean, Mm. I've always said that, that I prefer minus 10 over, you know, from anywhere from minus 2 to plus 10 uh, because of that, the moisture and Mm. the damp
0: that you feel in your body. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's true. I have occasionally been in very, very cold and it does have that dry feeling to it so, it does yeah interesting not that I'm going to rush over there to have a run in the snow just at the moment <laughs> it's actually quite enjoyable it looks lovely it makes beautiful pictures beautiful running pictures doesn't it all that white and people running so talking about running Colin when did you start running yourself whereas it wasn't necessarily running for say your team sports it was you know to be fit of your team sports but running for its sake for I guess um, for well,
1: exercise, I guess I started running around the age of fourteen. Not not a lot, to yeah. be honest, but mainly for rugby. I started yeah. playing rugby when I was fourteen, and when yeah. I when I started playing rugby at a, a bit of a higher level, when I was in Vancouver and and also in Melbourne, mm-hmm. I I would be running for training, so yeah. it was a bit different. So I started running for those purposes, but. Mm-hmm. I guess I started running recreationally, mm. seriously, probably two and a half, three years ago wow. when I joined the Alain Celestine Running Club. That's amazing. So, so,
0: um, just to, when you were running for training for another sport, did you enjoy the running or it was, I'm just doing this because I know I need to for the it sport? It was just,
1: it was just, mm. yeah, for, for fitness for the sport. Yeah. There was no...
0: There's do this no I do no thinking.
1: There's no I do this because I enjoy it. It's yeah. this is what I have to do to be my best on on the field on yeah.
0: on game day. Okay. So two to three years ago, what made you start? You know, join the club and and start coming. out? it feels longer than that. But
1: <laughs> it may be. It may be four years. I'm not, mm. I'm not sure. Um, the um, are you. I've done a fair bit of mountain biking in my life, but, yeah. um, and I still do, but with the um, uh, time constraints with work and family, mm-hmm. um, I find that running gives you a bit more bang for your buck, if, that, yeah. if you want to say that. Yeah. You can fit a 30 minute, 5K run in, yeah. in, a half hour, in a half hour, obviously 30 minutes. <laughs> but, whereas if you go for a mountain bike, you probably want to be doing an hour, an hour and a half mm. to get the same um, level of not to make sure you've got
0: to get your bike ready and do all the, that's right, maybe yeah. go somewhere else. Yeah, it's down easy. Door that's, that's,
1: that's right, mm. exactly. It's easy to throw your shoes on and go out mm. the door and do a quick run and get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's you know, if it's in the winter and it's the morning, you can go down in town here and go for a run along the lit streets yeah. as opposed to getting on the mountain bike in the cold and wet and going. Uh, down the road or yeah. up in the bush. So, mm. yeah, it's, prob- it's more convenient. That's yeah. what we want to say.
0: Mm. Are you
1: enjoying it? I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been, obviously, in the last five months, I've mm-hmm. uh, really upped my amount that I'm running. Yeah. Uh, it's a slow journey for me mm-hmm. um, for various reasons. Yeah. Um, but I am seeing... Good gains. I'm feeling yeah. better. My mental health is a lot. Uh, I'm a lot yep. sharper at work. I'm. Um, I can deal with a lot of issues a lot, mm-hmm. a lot more um, free, like carefree. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get stressed. It helps with stress. So you um,
0: you work for yourself so and you have um, staff members so obviously that in itself is a, quite a, a stress little <laughs> Package. There's a lot to think about, as you said. Um, yes. Not to mention people to manage and that kind of stuff.
1: That's right. We have we have quite a few employees now. We have uh, three offices. Um, you know, there's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's good. We have we have uh, two two guys in our office that are running that haven't run before. That oh are yeah. new runners. So it's catching. It's like so a it, virus. it is catching. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's good to see. It's a bit of motivation if. Someone else is getting up at five thirty for a run that you get up as well and go. Oh, so it sounds like it Friday mornings. More, Friday mornings <laughs> and Tuesday mornings. I haven't been for a while, so shouldn't say like I go all the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so no, it is good. It certainly has helped me um, with some of my health issues with with ex- having a bit of extra mm-hmm. weight on and, and losing that um, feeling more have more energy, mm-hmm. there's there's a, there's a whole list of benefits.
0: Something we've said in a couple of the podcasts is that when you start running and it becomes a, a bit more of a thing that you do rather than just one off every now and then, it, it gives your life more capacity, gives you more energy. So a lot of people starting running thinking, I don't have the energy to run, but actually what it will end up doing, or at least that's what, it, what a lot of us have found, is that it gives your life more capacity. You get you get more energy as a result of, of that regular running and getting fitter. Your, your I, body and your mind. I would to totally agree more. with that.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I have um I have sleep apnea. So yeah. I have I manage that with a, a CPAP machine. Yeah. That's the mm-hmm. machine I wear a mask mm-hmm. I wear at night. And when before I started running I was drinking about seven cups of coffee a day. Oh. just to keep awake like. and that was probably coincided with when I first just before I got the machine yeah so I, I, I got the machine I started running and I find that I have so much more energy I'm drinking half as much coffee yeah and on the mornings that I do run like I'll do run before work mm-hmm. I I can only drink one coffee if I drink more than one coffee I'm just too and en- too much energy, <laughs> and I'll actually be, wow, uh, just hyper, hyper, yeah. And it's interesting the effects that the running has on your body with that, mm-hmm. because normally I'd have two or maybe even three coffees in the yeah. morning to get going, where I only need one. And like I said, are, the amount of energy I have on the mornings that, during the day on the mornings that I yeah. run is it's, it's exponential, really.
0: So you were also talking um, about the mental clarity as well because when you're a business owner, well, well actually probably we all make decisions all day long but I think as a business owner there's just so many more decisions you have to make and you've got to make them you know pretty quickly um, and so having that mental clarity I think as well that running gives you and has now been scientifically proven <laughs> that that happens, um, you've, you were explaining that that also is something you've noticed
1: yeah it certainly gives you that feeling that you're um, you're you're on the mark mm. like you're you're really on on point you're, mm. you're sharp you're yeah. you're dealing with things as they come in in an efficient manner it It is that feeling i mean I mean we've all had that feeling when we have everything's going our way yeah but that's how running sets up your day.
0: Mm so how do you fit it in like you have i reckon how many hours would you work a week with your company oh, I've been,
1: we've been trying to get it yeah. down i've been between 55 and 60 hours a week yeah um, and, and so we try we are trying to curb it down a bit be
0: good and your children also uh all have multiple sports and things that between you and, and susan your wife need to be Um, shuffled around so that obviously also takes up a considerable amount of time so there might be people listening to this who think i don't have time to start running even if it is for me i don't have time for it how do you fit it in i think
1: it's about structuring it when it when it um when it suits you like Mm -hmm. scheduling it in when it suits you yes it's not going to work every time but as long as you um have a window that mm-hmm. you're taking advantage of and getting in, and doing it that really does help uh, I've, I've found from per, personal point of view if you don't have a schedule mm-hmm. um, that you you're less likely to go out for a run yeah. or if, as if you have it a program even I've, mm-hmm. I've been doing a program um, with a, a local running coach now for oh, about four months yeah. and it has made a Huge difference. Um, so if I can't get to the schedule runs with the running group, mm-hmm. I can do it. I will. I'm more likely to do it on my own mm-hmm. because I know got that this plan. Um, I've mm-hmm. got a plan, and I almost feel like I'm letting yeah. the coach down if yep. I'm not doing it. Yeah, but I feel right. good about that. It, and then I structure my other runs around that. So yeah. I've been able to manage about 30 kilometers a week. Excellent. Um, which is a lot for me, um, yeah. probably why I'm a little injured at the moment, but I'm sorting that out, Yeah, um, was because my body wasn't used to doing that yeah, many just up the, mm.
0: the distance a little. Oh.
1: But I find it quite manageable. Anything over about 30 kilometres a week is going to be a challenge for me at mm-hmm. the moment. Mm-hmm. But I think I can do 30 quite easily
0: so you, you said that you've run with a group and that you run by yourself what do you prefer
1: um i pref- i don't prefer either to be mm-hmm. honest i'd like the 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 balance of yep. running with a group because it's certainly running with the group does push you mm-hmm. um, and it's more structured especially with the coach yeah uh, when i run with the group um, when i run by myself it's more of a slow easy run mm-hmm. and i don't pressure myself about mm-hmm. what i'm what speed i'm going to go or
0: yeah
1: and, and sometimes halfway through I'll, I'll modify the course i'll make it longer or shorter depending on how i'm feeling
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i just yeah i just go at my pace
0: yeah so when you're running with the group do you talk to people when you're running you have conversations i mean not just you know hype yes no we certainly do
1: have conversations um Mm. obviously there's fitness issues there (laughs) you can talk if you're going slower but once you get to a certain speed you can't um but certainly the group i'm with the running group with craig boone Mm. uh, they're just so so inclusive and so nice to It's just like a really nice group. So it's good to talk to people when you're running.
0: Yeah, Yeah. because a lot of um, what people have talked about when they run with other people is that they, especially blokes, because it's less intimidating to talk to someone when you're not looking them straight in the eye, like we are right now. Um, But when you're running side by side, you're more likely to share things that maybe you wouldn't have shared if you were, um, you know, talking eye to eye. So they've found that for blokes especially, but I think for women as well, um, that the relationships that you make in those environments are often, um, you know, they're, they're really solid in your life. And it's yeah. a way to, to, you know, share what's going on in your life often. But yeah, yeah I would agree
1: with that, mm. yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, do you ever listen to anything when you're running, when you, especially when you're running voice app?
1: <laughs> well, that's interesting. I, I, I do listen to a bit of music I have been. Um, mm-hmm. I've tried the, the earbuds or ear pods, or, mm-hmm. you know, but um, being a fairly significant sweater, I, uh, <laughs> they, do, <laughs> they don't want to stay They there. don't want to stay <laughs> it. So, um, look, I don't mind a bit of dance music or motivational yeah. music, um, yeah. but I haven't lately, just yeah. simply. Just simply go for a run. Just simply. Which then brings me to another question: What
0: kind of things are you thinking about when you're running? Because if if you're not listening to stuff often, then you know your thoughts
1: triple. Well, it it just depends on mm-hmm. the day, but I mean, it could be anything from family, yeah. um, activities that we're doing as a family. Um, mm-hmm. Could be my family back home that I'm thinking about. Yeah. Could be work or yeah. projects I have on at work that I'm mm-hmm. thinking about. I've actually come up with a lot of solutions on various problems I've had at work through
0: there's science around that too through,
1: <laughs> through the through running Yeah. So, um, yeah it's interesting um, and I think a lot I try and think about my actual running too, about yeah. my breathing and mm-hmm. um, motivating myself, mm-hmm. trying to keep positive thinking while mm-hmm. I'm running, not you know, getting down on myself mm. maintaining a good equal peace yeah. not getting carried
0: away i heard recently too that um when you're doing that thinking about your running one of the things you can do is do a body scan which i thought was kind of cool sounding you know it's, it's a bit like meditating mm. but you're running but you, so you think might think about your feet how are they feeling are they feeling okay and then you just move up your ankles you know just it's just another thing that you can do while you're running that kind of makes um Makes the time tick over, but you're also focusing on just what's going on with your body in that natural kind of movement. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. I gave it a go today. It was quite fun. <laughs> Although I, kept, I lost track, where, you know, because then your thoughts come in, um, which you weren't expecting, and then you kind of go off on the thought, oh, that's right, I was doing that body scan. <laughs> and you flick back to it. It's
1: so. interesting you see that because um, I've, you, when you're trail running, mm. you're always thinking yeah. about. Uh, your pl- foot placement mm. uh, or at least I am uh, I'm sure other trail runners probably say the same thing but for me because of my um, ankle problems I've yep. had in the past I'm always thinking about where I'm putting my foot and just maintaining that the vigilance yeah, Vigilance mm. where you don't it's like sort of the same as mountain biking versus yeah. road riding it's when you're on a mountain bike you're constantly thinking about what's the next feature Mm. or the next obstacle that you have to get over so it's the same with trail running whereas when you're on the road road or on the flat running there's less things that you have to think about and you can let your mind wander a Mm. bit about things in your life whereas yeah you're always constantly thinking about your running when you're
0: trail running something else somebody um recently said to me which i thought was really interesting and that is that when we our lives are so busy, we've already established how busy you are and your life. But even if even if you didn't have you know the business and, and all the kids, the way the modern world is now, we have these screens, we have um, you know the internet, we have just there's always and we always seem to be wanting to ent- be entertained mm-hmm. and be in front of something, whether it's a screen or something else. But running it's very difficult to watch a movie while you're running (laughs) unless you're maybe in a gym but if you're outside you kind of have to you're just with that motion and the motion itself is quite a simple one that we can all do it's an extension of walking Um, so it's that disconnect and that it gives us that ability to be with ourselves a little bit more Um, whether we choose to or not we kind of end up just being there it's just kind of um, yeah that's so true so maybe you know, running is needed even more, or you know, those kind of sports now, because our world is so chaotic and busy. It gives us that downtime because you have no choice but to just decompress when you're running. Mm. Hmm. It's fascinating, isn't it? Yes, I <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. That's my rant about that. Um, so, uh, you said you've had a few injuries in your you know, four or five years of, of running. How do you feel when you can't run? because of an injury, does it?
1: Oh, it, it, yes, it certainly does change your, your amount of how you feel. Um, mm-hmm. You're not as, you don't have as much energy. Um, I feel like I'm missing out. Yeah. I um, certainly grumpy? feel better <laughs> when I'm running. If you get grumpy, you get grumpy? correct. Um, but, I, yeah, for many years I've, tried to do things when I'm injured yeah and I'm
0: calm. It didn't work
1: doesn't work <laughs> so just sort of have to be a little bit more uh, realistic especially mm. as you get older what you yeah. can do and can't do and and listen to the experts
0: yeah so this is often where we might talk about identity because so many of us especially when we've been running for a couple of years we attach like I'm a runner now <laughs> I'm a runner so when you can't run it's like quite Distracting for your identity. Um, so, when do you think you started calling yourself a runner?
1: Like, I don't think I've, I don't think I ever have considered myself. I wondered a runner. if
0: you might say that, considering what you said before we started to talk today.
1: I can, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's interesting. Of it is interesting. Mm. I mean, I look, I do like to run, but um, I guess. Maybe I attach a stigma to the term runner, and I look yeah. at a runner as someone that is very good at it and yeah. does it a lot more than I do, and you know. So maybe maybe that's that's my mm-hmm. sort of view of what a runner is. Whereas as other people would say, no, you are a runner because exactly. you you actually do it
0: consistently because you run.
1: Mm. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I heard someone say. Um, everybody's actually a runner, they're just some people who are walking <laughs> at the moment and they haven't started walking a bit faster, <laughs> but that's all. Um, but I do remember when I started running in my 20s, I was like, can I call myself a runner yet? <laughs> you know, you're reading yeah. Runner's World and things, it's like, am I a runner yet? So it's interesting um, how people see themselves and, and whether they call themselves, I. I certainly see you as a runner. So not only do I know that you run pretty consistently and you also help out the running community you're big in the running community here as well so you know there's so when I mean, we've got we know someone kurt who doesn't run at the moment because he's got injuries and he's got a little older and he doesn't know if he'll run again so does that mean i still see him as a runner well, you know do you know what i mean my brain still even though he's not physically running so our definition before of you're a runner if you run consistently that doesn't stack up when you say
1: I certainly so think that Kurt has uh, gained he's got the pedigree the, the, <laughs> yes he's definitely a runner
0: yeah so I think you're definitely a runner as well well thank you it is a pleasure that's why you're talking to me here uh, <laughs> so, um, in saying that how long do you think you would run for how long in your how long do you think do you see a time oh, when you yeah, won't in your future
1: look i I hope I can run for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, I do plan on doing more mountain biking now that the kids are getting older. Our Mm -hmm. youngest is quite keen to be doing the mountain biking. So um, as the kids get older and they decide they want to do their own activities, Mm -hmm. um, I'll probably have a bit more time. I'm very lucky. Susan does a lot of the running around with the kids to activities Mm -hmm. in school and if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't have any time to run. Yeah. So it is a, a lot about teamwork and mm-hmm. and, and, and Susan realises it's a lot about my health and my mental health. Yeah. So she's very supportive of, of my
0: running. Mm-hmm. So, probably, so in saying that, you will probably have running in your life in some way, shape or form for as long as possible.
1: Well, as the Americans say, from my cold dead hand, really Isn't what they say. Well, that's what they say about their guns. That's oh, the National um, Rifle Association's logo. Really?
0: My cool dead hand. Yes. Wow, I did not know that. That's the first time we've talked about guns in the podcast. As yeah, well. well, let's not <laughs> talk about guns. Again. <laughs> it's <laughs> hilarious.
1: Certainly don't want to talk about guns. <laughs> so,
0: tell me, um, if somebody came to you and said, "I want to start running," and I see that you're a runner, Colin, what would you suggest? that they start with?
1: Well, I certainly, if you're starting from no running, I would Mm. certainly say take it easy. Um, Obviously consult your physician first before you start running, Mm -hmm. uh, which which I did, um, just to ensure you don't have any underlying health issues that might prevent you from running. Mm -hmm. Uh, Park Run in Australia is a very good... um, way to start running mm-hmm. uh, it's all inclusive you can walk you can run mm-hmm. um i would suggest not just to go out and run a 5k or even a kilometer uh, pro- perhaps okay. do a, a walking and running mm-hmm. uh, so um, there's a lot of good programs out there for to st- start beginner running yeah. to do a minute running a minute or a minute jogging a minute walking a mm-hmm. minute jogging these sort of incremental things and yeah, then over time you build up to the point where you can run mm. um, a certain distance um, I mean I, I, know, I know some runners now that they still do four minutes of running and then 30 seconds of walking yeah. and they've been running for years and they find that that's how it works for them mm. uh, they'll do very fast four minutes but then have a 35-40 second break mm. Mm.
0: so there's lots of ways that, that oh there's
1: plenty of options mm. to ensure the key is not to go too hard too mm. fast because you, you just your body isn't used to it mm. and it, you, you would you open yourself up for injury but there certainly is lots of opportunity mm. to incrementally incrementally increase your running so
0: would you recommend running to most people
1: absolutely yep. yeah. mm, running is bit such bit. a great um, thing I, i've I've heard a lot of people say um, oh I've got knee problems or I've yeah. got hip problems and uh, for most people i mean i've had a I've had a knee reconstruction mm-hmm. uh, ligament oh, reconstruction and I, my knees never felt better so oh, wow. um obviously i've got a bit of a lower back mm-hmm. issue at the moment um mm-hmm. to do with um my my leg the lengths of my mm-hmm. legs but i'm sorting that out and that's yeah. just simply because i've never run the amount that i'm running yeah. now ever <laughs> so my body's sort of saying oh hold on we have a bit of a <laughs> what's going it's on just, here what's it's my just, new norm? yeah and it's mm. just how i'm structured mm-hmm. um and i've just got to you know, work combinator. on mm. fixing that
0: so do you have a goal in that, so you said you've taken on a coach, is there like a thing oh, that you're I'll, aiming for, does that work for you when you're training a bit
1: too? Yeah we try and have goals, uh, mm. I had a goal of the um, Launceston 10 to get to yeah. achieve under an hour unfortunately mm. I was I uh, had a cold uh, the week before and the mm-hmm. week of, so I wasn't able to run Yeah, but I have I have Achieved very close to that Excellent. since, so I think I'm on track, and um, we've mm. got a couple um, running events later on in the in what what would be our Australian spring mm-hmm. that I'm so, signed up for. So um, mm. I just try and structure the training towards those mm. goals and, so you, and set a goal too.
0: So you find those little events they help, not little, but those events help. Oh, absolutely! Like, having an event like too,
1: for you. definitely mm-hmm. um, scheduling in an event and mm-hmm. then setting a program up to that event mm-hmm. is very beneficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it
0: motivates you. Absolutely, okay. yeah. Which is another. How do you get out the door on those days when it's not a lovely day? You're tired.
1: There are some days I don't get out, yep. um, which is probably the case for a lot of people. Yep. Uh, but the more, the more you do it, and the more mm-hmm. of uh, program or a structure you have in place the more likely you're just going to get up and do it and mm-hmm. the more you do the easier it gets I find um I don't know why it is but you're more motivated the more running you're doing and when you start to see those those um Change changes improvements in improvements, and improvements mm-hmm. not just in your times but mm-hmm. also in how you feel and yeah. your weight is
0: just overall good. yeah what do you think the best thing that running has given your life that's
1: that's interesting I've, I'd say more clarity mm-hmm. um, in day to day life absolutely mm-hmm. um, the last five months especially mm-hmm. I have um, lost a fair bit of weight um, mm-hmm. I've got a Obviously, it's a, it's something that I've got to maintain, and mm-hmm. it's not something that's finished with it like anything. You have yeah. to the keep going. The lifestyle, mm-hmm. lifestyle change, mm-hmm. but I felt better than I ever, than I have in a long time. So.
0: That's so cool. Is there anything before we close off your and um, release you from sitting here under the microscope? is there anything that we haven't covered about your running journey that you would like to share?
1: Oh, only that it's only, it's a journey that's just begun. Mm -hmm. Uh, hopefully as far as I'm concerned, I've got a long way to go, which in my mind anyway, of where I want to be. And I think, um, that if I can do it, anyone can do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've seen gains that I didn't think I'd see, mm-hmm. which is is good. Um, I've had a lot of through the process. I have had a lot of um, un, um, doubts, yeah. But with perseverance and and structure, I've certainly seen those doubts off and Excellent. realized that I can do it. It's just a matter of sticking with it. Sticking with
0: it. That consistency. Yes. Yeah. Well, oh, that's awesome, Colin. You're amazing and well, very inspirational. I really appreciate you spending time with us. I know I had to twist your arm a little bit. <laughs> but Well, I hope everybody
1: wasn't too bored with that.
0: I'm so. positive that they weren't. You're an inspiration, and especially when people come along and they're um, looking at starting running as well. So if, we, if I only ever talk to people who you know, have run for 20 years or all their life, then that's a little hard to relate to as well. So it's great to to talk to someone who's only been running. Sounds only, but I think it might be four or five years at least that I think you've been <laughs> okay, running. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it helps people, I think, to move them along the journey as well. So. I appreciate that comment. So, so thank you so much. So you're as welcome. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. For a bunch of resources to help you get and stay fit, head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. I'll also be back here once a week. Bye.